It's 8 o'clock. It's November the 8th. This is Transmit Show 14. Here we go. back here we are for show number 14 i am your host gummo and on the phone with me tonight uh somewhere in uh the a southerly direction we have ice out there ice can you hear me i can hear you good man glad to have you on the show tonight you know we made it to show number 14 and uh <laughs> wow man uh feeling good about that you know we just uh we, we got a few more things tightened up here at the uh, mothership here. Uh, got a few more buttons sewed in, and uh, I think we're, we're moving right along in a, in a uh, great fashion. So uh, good to have you along, man. Uh, what you, what, so what's been up, man? I haven't chatted with you in about a week. What, what's been going on with you uh, in your neck of the woods? Uh, not much, man. Uh, you know, you, you, you spend three, what, the last three weekends, you know, setting up for my cousin's, like, wedding party thing, and then... You know, it's like one night and I, I, poof, it's gone. I felt like it was like two hours long. So like three weeks of work and, and two hours of play. Um, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. We're all sitting there. Uh, they got a nice pool and shit in the backyard. So we're all sitting out there, everyone's drinking or whatever. And next thing you know, we're looking up in the air and this big ass like ball of light is shining, you know, and everyone's looking at it. It was really funny because everyone kind of, I think like the 10 people that were in my area, were all kind of sitting there chatting. I don't Some of them were family. Some other people were, you know, friends of family. So you don't really, I didn't know everybody I was standing next to, but you just see everybody kind of look up at the same time and everyone's just looking <laughs> into the sky and everyone's trying to come up with ideas of what the hell is flying in the air, you know? And it, it what was so strange is it was really clear and it was beautiful out. So, um, the odd part of it was it was really smoky and hazy by the light. So you're like, I, I could you just couldn't put, put a finger on what you were, 
staring at. You know, it was the strangest situation. But uh, mm. nevertheless, you, you, you know, we, we found out it was a ballistic missile. <laughs> got out <laughs> got out from a submarine. So you oh, know, wow. I've seen some, I've seen some interesting things uh, in my life, but I I can't tell you that I've ever seen anything like that before. So that wow. was uh, that was a cool uh, cool addition to the backyard party. Uh, ballistic <laughs> missile cruising overhead, uh, definitely neat. So wow, you different. know, yeah, that's uh, that whew, man. I I I I don't even know where to uh, take that, man. But uh, yeah, certainly there's some fireworks on your evening, nevertheless. Uh, what did you have any? <laughs> Just seeing something like that should be uh, something to behold. Uh, what what were other people's reactions uh, to that? You know what I mean. Um, generally, in the area, you know, you get a lot of uh, municipal helicopters flying around. I'm in more of a mountainous uh, region, so sometimes you get a lot of people stuck in mountains, or even people plowing through the areas with their four wheelers and shit like that. So, you know, they tend to fly around a lot in this area. So. I think a lot of people thought it was like a helo or a helicopter with a spotlight, and he was kind of just—I don't know—it was hard to—it was hard to get a focus on it. It was strange, um, and not to mention there was a lot. It was a there. I think there might have been a meteor shower out, so the, the sky was was crazy uh, last night. There was all kinds of shit flying by. So I mean, at that point, you're just like, I, you know, your guess is as good as mine, you know, and. I didn't realize till you know mid afternoon that actually the Navy was shooting off you know or practicing sh- shooting missiles in the air. I don't know what their intentions are or what they were trying to pre- what they were trying to figure out, but it was uh, it was quite interesting. The fact that they shot it over land, I just I didn't quite get that. I mean, being that they're in the Pacific Ocean, why would you shoot that some bitch? the opposite way <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. not that there was yeah. anything on it but i mean vegas you know you get I mean you're shooting that motherfucker at vegas um so that must have been a sight to see uh running around there but um yeah it was just strange it was different that you know yeah. I, i've seen space shuttles launch in the air i've seen rockets you know lifted off in the air and it was just different i've never seen anything like that before it was kind of cool yeah, I remember watching the space shuttles launch in Florida. That was pretty cool to watch back in the day. That was awesome. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I've never actually been in an earthquake uh, before. But if you live close enough to to the shuttle in Cape Canaveral, there, which I did for many years, you know, the house trembles, every shit shit's flying off the walls, you know, and and it, <laughs> yeah, and if if you're fortunate if you're fortunate enough, uh, I think one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life was a space shuttle launch at night um, because it's like the sun comes up for like a minute or two. And, you know, as kids, we would sit on the beach and we'd have like a starting line and we would, as soon as the launch started, you'd start to see this big blaze of fire and all of a sudden you could see the whole beach as clear as day. And we'd have races down the beach, you know, and then you'd have like a minute or two to get to the end of the of the line and and then obviously the it would get dark again. But it was it's really cool to see a launch at night. Obviously, I don't think they're doing many of those anymore, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember. Uh, I remember as well. I mean, I wasn't as close as you, but I remember the first time uh, and that they did a night launch. I believe it was Atlantis, and I was like blown away. I was like, wow, you know. We went out to uh, 
uh, Ponte Vedra Beach, and uh, it's a little south of Jacksonville, uh, more north of St. Augustine, and we could see the launch uh, quite clearly uh, that evening. And it was, it was uh, again, it was like wow, you know. And, and you could see them from Orlando too. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, it's it's an experience. I mean, if you have, if you're around, and I mean, I I think they still launch some rockets here and there. So I mean, there's still a little bit yeah. of activity, but you know, when you've got the army helicopters circling around on the beach. Um, and yeah. then you see people pulled over on the highways, you know, you always knew something was going, you know, um, and it, it was always a festivity. I think, uh, you know, when we were kids, we lived right on the beach. So my parents and, and neighbors and everybody would set out the lawn chairs, like a few, it'd be like one big party. You know what I mean? Anytime yeah. something was launching, it was an excuse to, to have some beers and to hang out by the beach. So it was, uh, it was always a certain kind of festivity with the, with the launches. And then, uh, the, the cool, I remember getting out of school, uh, sometimes earlier during the day, we'd get a, they'd let everybody out and we'd watch, it was really neat to see the shuttle coming back, um, on the plane from Houston and, you know, they have to fly low. Um, so, I mean, that sucker is like, like just flying over your house. I mean, it's pretty cool to see that thing flying back over. So, you know, yeah, it's a great yeah. experience when you're young. You know, I remember where I was when the um, in the '86 Challenger uh, accident. I remember I was in the dean's office. I was in the seventh grade, and I was in the dean's office that morning for being late to, uh, as usual, uh, to another class. And so, I had to go to the dean's office to get uh, some sort of. I guess I was in trouble, uh, and so I had to go there to see the dean on why I was always late. And I remember the secretary in the office. Uh, she was. She's like, oh my god, and and uh, you know they turned on the television, which was you know rare back in you know eighty six, uh, in 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 the seventh grade at the dean's office, <laughs> and you know we were sat there and, and you're like, oh my god, the shuttle just blew up, and some kid came running and he's like, hey, the shuttle just blew up, and it was just you know I was just like, you know, fortunately I got out of that late uh, that late slip issue, but uh, it it was it was uh, I remember I was like in first though. grade. I was like at first grade when, when, and the funny thing is like, it, well, the sad, the sad thing is, um, I think it was like the teacher wanted to, sh you know, we had like one little TV in the room, you know, and it was like a big thing and, and the teacher wanted everyone to see, you know, what a space shuttle launch was like. So this is, unfortunately, this oh. is our first time, you know, and we're young kids. So we we're, I honestly got, I think it might've been kindergarten, first grade, second grade or something like that. And and we're all sitting there watching this little TV, you know, and I, I don't even know if it was black and white or if it was a little color, but you know, when you, when, when that explosion happened, nobody in the room even knew what was going on. We just thought that that's like typical, you know, for space shuttles. And I don't know right. if the teacher even said anything to us because she was probably a little worried, but I do remember her like pausing or saying, like having a crazy reaction and, and I think all the kids, you know, we're just too young to understand what's going on. But I knew, we, you, we knew something wasn't right, but we didn't know what, what it was. Uh, but until yeah. we got home with our parents, and then our parents told us, hey, uh, special just blew up. We're like, oh, jeez. So, I mean, that was our first, you know, time experiencing a, spa a space shuttle launch, more or less, which was friggin' tragedy. So. Yeah, yeah, what an, yeah, and, uh. Yeah, what, and the it, people how, that were on it, it was such a sad thing too, because weren't they? Didn't they have yeah. like a, they had a they had a teacher on there? That's why it was such a. I think that that if I remember correctly, I think that's why it was 
such a big deal, you know, uh, because yeah, Krista McAuliffe was her name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a sad, yeah. sad situation. Yeah. Totally sad. And, and yeah, those were the eighties, man. And wow. I uh, sort of miss them sometimes, but, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, and you know, I can remember, I can, I can, you know, as the years have pressed on, uh, I can, I can certainly say that I, I, I I've seen Moore's law, uh, from a, you know, sometimes a intimate perspective, but, uh, it's, it's good. It, it, with, with, out of the bad comes the good and the good has been the advancement of, uh, the internet, electronics, per, uh, computing, personal computing, the internet is, you know, pretty much is how we're reaching you tonight. Uh, letting people create their own radio show, like what we're doing tonight. And, uh, getting that message out there, which is something that wasn't available back then, and you know you had to rely on the, um, you know, the chances of being discovered or or going and interning at a radio station somewhere for thirty years just to be heard. Uh, you know, those days fortunately are gone, and so it, it kind of adds to the pile of uh, technology nowadays and what we're capable of doing uh, with what's in our hands, and that's certainly something that I uh, enjoy and have have and will continue to enjoy you know such as uh mobile devices and tablets and uh you know electronics that make our everyday lives now more convenient and more um you know more transparent so to speak you know you have uh, advanced you have advanced operating systems and, and uh, virtually supercomputers in the palm of your hand now with uh, the latest Android devices and the latest iPhone devices. And so that's something to certainly behold. Uh, and especially for some of the older priests out there uh, who uh, were hacking in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, and, and and so I can only imagine what they're, they're thinking and how they're, uh, how, how, you know, a certain set of uh, those guys and gals uh, see technology now, but certainly from my perspective, I, I'm really enjoying it. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, one of these days I'll, 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 I will pull the plug and unplug, but, uh, until then, I'll, I think I'll just keep doing a goofy little podcast. So ice dude, uh, really seriously, man, thank you for joining me. Uh, I've, I've you know, we, we continue to get some pretty good feedback from all, all of our uh, listeners and, you know, we're only on show number 14 and, and we already have a cool little cult following and people following us, which is cool. Uh, and yes, we are, uh, we are, and will, uh, very soon, uh, begin to take some callers and I'll reach out to people on Twitter about that and, you know, let you know uh, what's going on there. Uh, we've, we've got everything patched in all that fun stuff, but again, that's left up to me. Uh, when, when I'm ready to take some callers, I, there are a few interesting people out there that I want to get in touch with. And, uh, Hopefully, I've I've communicated along the right channels to get in touch with those people. Uh, it's been an interesting week so far. Um, there has been uh, a lot of interesting issue, uh, issues, rather issues slash news, uh, come, uh, popping up on the radar, uh, and certainly uh, something that caught my eye and out of perspective uh, was uh, some recent. Uh, you, you know, I was. You know, you know, guys, I've got a Roku, and I've been discovering it uh, quite extensively lately. And uh, I was looking at the Roku this evening, and again, I, I saw an advertisement for um, 
a, a uh, 60 minutes uh, spot with uh, Bradley Manning. And, and it, that seemed to be uh, some sort of, uh, I, I don't know why uh, the media machine, the media machine uh, is looking to mass quantify uh, and um, put put uh, this this uh, person's name through the dirt again. Uh, and, and I apologize, it's not Bradley uh, Bradley Manning; it's Chelsea Manning. Uh, and again, you know, putting putting Chelsea through something like this uh, again, uh, you know, it's the someone's pulling the strings at the uh, on, in the media machine for some reason. So be interesting to see how that uh, all plays out but that was that was interesting to see uh and i just you know uh, i just wanted to speak out a band on that real quick because uh, i just saw that before the show and i was interested to know why they're uh running chelsea's name into the dirt again but it'll be interesting to see so uh you know an interesting week nevertheless elsewhere uh everywhere uh in the world of uh hacking and again the um the breaches the breaches continue. The hacks continue. Uh, Vodafone, uh, which basically is a carrier in the UK, uh, has warned uh, close to 2,000 customers that they are open to fraud following a recent data breach. And it seems to be that those responsible in the data breach have yet to uh, been discovered. Uh, the data breach uh, seems to have been uh, revealed uh, that hackers had accessed the accounts of almost 2,000 customers and had potentially stolen their personal information and bank details. Uh, the incident follows uh, attacks on fellow British telecoms uh, uh, firms TalkTalk, Talk, which uh, saw cyber criminals make off with details of thousands of customers. According to a Vodafone statement, the company suffered a security breach between midnight on Wednesday October the 28th and midday Thursday, October the 29th. The incident is suspected to be the result of uh, criminals using email addresses and passwords acquired from an unknown source external to Vodafone. Perhaps a web forum used by cyber criminals uh, rather than being uh, as a result of the uh, systems themselves being uh, compromised. Uh, so in total, Vodafone saying about 2,000 customers uh, have had their accounts breached. Uh, and if you are a Vodafone customer, you may want to look into that and see uh, if you know you are one of those unfortunate people that uh, has to take extra measures to prevent cyber criminals from taking your information. Uh, it seems that no, uh, you know, listen, it's it's kind of a hit or miss thing this day and age. Uh, and and I talk about these things. I, th- I talk about these things quite all, uh, extensively now, and I you know certainly tweet about them uh, when they catch my eye. But it, it's everywhere, and it's 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 not slowing down. If anything, you know, it's think of what I said earlier uh, in retrospect to Moore's law. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you, you probably are looking at something, you know, to where uh, you know the amount of some something you know, get, uh, some, something will get, uh, more powerful, uh, each time over time in time in due time. And so you have to understand that, uh, that's the situations with some of these companies and presenting themselves and, and being an interconnected, uh, entity. So Vodafone, uh, Vodafone, you know, I don't know what to say. Vodafone seems to always be in the, uh, in the news about something. And, I, I, you know, I, uh, I, I, 
you know, at this point in the in the stage, if if you are, you know, if if I'm an established telecom or, or service provider, I'm certainly going to make protecting my uh, customers and clients' uh, data uh, a, a significant priority of my uh, continued daily business plan. So, yeah, but we seem that. to we we seem to be coming across that quite often, isn't it? We found it sound like a broken record with this, huh? I mean, companies yeah. just can't seem to keep that stuff secure at all. They can't keep it. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, we'll, we'll prob we're going to come across this every week, you know, and, yeah, and, and every, day. To, every day, every day, every day, every day, yeah. every day. Yeah. 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 And the thing to do is the thing, the, the thing to understand and the thing to maintain is to make sure that you're protecting your customer's data. You know, I, I've said that you have said this in previous, uh, shows and episodes that you've got to do everything possible to protect your customers data that the the people that give the people that trust you are are placing an explicit trust into what you know they they believe that you are or what you're offering or the the people that you work for or whatever whatever part of the process that you're involved with if that's part of your if, if that's part of your existence then you should you should understand uh, the the the, um, the seriousness of it, and do everything possible to make sure that uh, things things are, are, are run uh, properly, accurately. Uh, things are patched, systems are patched. Uh, you know, and and uh, understand uh, vulnerabilities uh, certainly do exist. And so, when when you think that uh, you're going to be sort of in a hit or miss situation, think again because sooner or later, you know, hey, you know you're going to get hit so uh you know it, it, it's happening every day folks and and just make sure that you, you're doing everything possible uh within your confines to uh you know make make day you know make make things safe you know protect things you know who who the you know th what can you do to innovate something new uh in regard to protecting someone's uh, valuable information i believe that's what you should be looking at instead of complaining about uh, you know, another breach or another situation, uh, you know, go out and do something about it. Uh, moving right along, uh, we have this fucking guy. See, just when I start to get serious, man, I see some shit like this roll across my, uh, my, <laughs> my prom. This is my yeah. favorite. These are my favorite topics. You know that. I love this. Guy. Yeah. So. These guys, these guys, these guys. Are my favorite. This is the stuff I love to talk about. This fucking guy, you know, we, we, yeah, this guy, and he's smiling too, man. Which yeah, is, smiling, uh, happy as can be, so happy. Yeah, he's so happy. He, 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 he just, I, I guess he had a, a, a tall tale to tell in uh, the jail cell. Who knows? Uh, but nevertheless, Lancaster, Pennsylvania native Zachary Landis had. Um, about $16,000 in outstanding fines due to Lancaster County in relation to a string of DUIs and assaults. So he placed an ad on Craigslist uh, using his... <laughs> using his personal phone number and email address, uh, he, he placed an ad on Craigslist uh, asking for a hacker who could wipe the record. Uh, naturally, a detective... <laughs> Naturally, of course, a police detective emailed Landis back asking for the docket numbers of the cases he wanted wiped. 
Lynn has complied, giving the prosecutor the definition of an open and shut case and getting himself felony counts of computer trespass, unlawful use of a computer, and tampering with public records. Listen, listen, listen. You know, <laughs> this, this guy, you know, I think what he was... He, <laughs> This guy's been watching too much television. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't even know where to begin with the absurdity. Yeah, of this you can't. Guy. You can't. You can't. There's nowhere to go here. It's it's, it's a dead end. It's a dead end every time. Dead end. I mean, you know. I mean, if you're, I, I don't understand what these kids are thinking, man. You know, they're they. The, and and you know we have there's there's other you know I'm not that I'm like enticing anybody to do bad things, but if you're gonna try to go be a little more strategic of how you direct your information, you know the guy's using his cell phone, his email address, he's giving him the yeah. docket information as if that's not gonna incriminate you. So it's like my God, man, just. <laughs> Just go walk up to the nearest jailhouse and go walk in there and spend a few nights, man, and and yeah. see how you feel after that, you know? If you don't yeah, like it I, after I, the first I, night, you know what I mean? If you don't like it after the first night, then maybe you shouldn't be up to some crazy shit like that. Yeah, and this 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 fucking guy. Uh, listen, folks, uh, if you are listening to this show uh, and you have the mentality of some shit like that, I want you to stop, hit pause, hit stop, and then go back and start all over again. We, uh, hey, so. I think we just, developed, hey, we just developed a new segment of the show. We're going to call it This Guy. Okay? This Guy. So for now on, we're going to find guys like this every week, and we're going to tell people <laughs> about these guys. And hopefully we'll save at least one or two lives in the process. I doubt it. What we're gonna try about? Yeah, <laughs> this guy, you know, yeah, uh, you know, he. I, where do you even go? Uh, you know, and he's smiling, so you know, I, I don't know. Uh, listen, folks, if if you're if you know if, if seriously, I don't know where to go with this. You know, if this guy would have took the time, yeah, this guy—that's a good name of a segment, man. We should have shit like that. This guy. Well, what about the girls, man? Because there's some girls. This is silly. We'll call him um, this girl, you know, or we'll just call him dudes. This dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll put the both well, guy and girls as dudes. Yeah, the anatomically correct. We'll call it this person, uh, you know. But whatever, you know the. Um, but this 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 guy really uh, has a lot of uh, moral ground to uh, explore and discover, uh, and he certainly seems to be uh, quite young. Um, but listen it, seriously, folks, uh, if that was if that guy really had any uh, if if he was really serious uh, in, in doing something like that from that sort of approach, I mean, listen, you know, I used to. <laughs> You know, I I see things from uh, a black. I, I live the world of a black hat. You know, uh, I just don't uh, do crime. Uh, and so, you know, if I was to look at this approach, if I was in uh, that sort of situation, I would have went and learned, uh, discovered, enumerated, uh, done what I wanted to do to get to to the information that I wanted to get to. Uh, so that tells me that someone like this, uh, first, you know, they could have the technical skills. I'm not discrediting, uh, that guy. 
uh, from having technical skills. But if I was in his situation, I would have uh, tried to administer uh, some technical skills and understanding and see about doing it myself. But unfortunately, his laziness uh, seemed to have gotten away and thought that he could buy his way out of his uh, own problems. And that was uh, unfortunate for him. So, for, you know, and, you know, obviously the first option would be to uh, square up your um, sixteen thousand dollar outstanding fund. So either way, he's he's going to lose. Uh, and now it seems uh, that since he wanted to be lazy, he's uh, losing again. So any final thoughts on uh, that guy, man? Yeah, you know that guy. Any guy who can acquire sixteen thousand dollars in DUI and assault debts, I you know is he's got a, he's got more issues than we could ever imagine. So I think. You know what? He's. I think his uh, hard knocks, days of hard knocks, is gonna is probably gonna serve him well. Unfortunately, and hopefully he comes out of there a, a better person, and uh, he can sort himself out. He's definitely gonna have to get a second job. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, yeah, no doubt about that. And you know that's. Uh, you know, one. Sixteen thousand dollars. Sixteen thousand dollars. And DUIs no. and assault debts. When what do you what do you do for a living? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. You know, and you got that much time to get into that much trouble, man. You know what I mean? You gotta be. Yeah. I mean, you gotta go out of your way to get into that kind of shit. You know. Well, life in those small towns, man. Uh, you know, I've I've done life in uh, those small towns and. Not, uh, you know, my discovery uh, from a, a small town in the Midwest was uh, not not only uh, a, a semi-religious experience, it was also understanding that uh, people abide by um, a secondary set of rules. And one of the things that I noticed about a small town, uh, and I worked in a small town, when I moved, uh, when I left Florida and moved to the north, I, I, I didn't... Uh, I didn't hit Chicago in a in a chicken truck, so I I was actually in a small town in the Midwest uh, first. Uh, and one of the things that I did, uh, I worked in a small town uh, after uh, it, 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 in in the Midwest, and it was it was one uh, once I started to uh, interact with some of the local people, I discovered that there was a whole subset, you know, like of of uh, well. Everybody knew everybody's business, and so I guess what the point—the point I'm trying to make—is that maybe the guy was railroaded. Uh, it seemed to be, you know, he was uh, in a small town, and so there could have been many factors for why uh, he wound up uh, in the situation uh, he he wound himself up in. Uh, and uh, it's, it's certainly unfortunate. And hopefully, now that he's learned that uh, if he needs a cyber expert, not to go uh, to maybe spend a little bit more time. Uh, searching the the internet for uh such a resource but uh yeah that that's something else something else uh and we're just going to uh keep plowing through some of the updates here kids uh and one of the things that caught my eye uh and again this is uh this is uh this this is your cup of tea ice i mean i know your expertise uh relies heavily in this area uh and you know this stuff quite well but uh a jury on Tuesday convicted a high-frequency trader, Michael Corsia, uh, of commodities fraud and spoofing in the U.S. government's first criminal prosecution of banned trading practice. 
The verdict may energize prosecutors to pursue market manipulation cases and spur some high-speed traders to review their strategies, in which orders are sometimes executed or canceled within milliseconds after they are entered. This is the clarity uh, that people have been looking for. What exactly uh, is spoofing? What defines it, says uh, Tracy Schmetz, an attorney specializing in white-collar crime at law firm Barnes and Thornburg, uh, who was not involved in the case. Um, the owner, uh, Corsa, owner of uh, New Jersey-based uh, Panther Energy Trading, was uh, accused of entering large orders into futures markets in 2011 that he never intended to execute. His goal, prosecutors said, was to lure other traders to markets by creating an illusion of demand so that he could make money on smaller trades, a practice known as spoofing. Uh, Stephen Peking, a lawyer for Corsia, said that he was disappointed with the verdict. Of course he said that. Uh, so basically, uh, this guy, you know, from my understanding... Uh, this guy is a, uh, you know, he's he's a licensed trader, broker kind of guy. And th- this is the thing, this isn't the one single thing that can cause a meltdown in an economy. But when, this, when shit like this goes unchecked, yeah, then it can create real havoc in the economy. And so... Well, especially, especially for like the day, you know, it, it, this, this has an effect on your basic day traders who, you know what, they may have like a couple hundred thousand dollars in an account, you know, and this is what they live off of. Okay. So this is how they, they create revenue for their, for their house, for their home, for their families. And you know, when you got guys like this that are coming in there and they're bullying the markets around, you know, the weird part about this is it, there's a, there's a fine, there's a, there's some gray here. Um, you know, if you have enough capital in a trading account or the company does, you know, you can do, you can put all, you can put these trades on, you can put this massive trade on and not, and not execute it. You can just put it there on the bid or the offer side. And yeah, it'll scare people away sometimes, especially in the electronic world. Um, I mean, this is the tactics these people are using now. This is the new wave of, of bullshit that you have to, to deal with or learn about while you're on computers day trading. Um, but this is the strange way, I, you know, it's hard to prosecute someone like this because if you have the money and you put it in your, and your bid and your bid for size, you know, and you're, you put, you know, 150,000, you know, futures, your, your bid for whatever the, the company is, whatever the hell you're trading. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And if it doesn't execute and you pull it out at the last second because you see the market going against you, I mean, that's typical. I mean, that's what you do as a trader. You're not, you don't have to sit in there just because you put an order in and have to fulfill that. You you can pull that out um, and cancel the order. So, you know, it, it's just apparently this guy didn't have enough revenue, or he he hadn't he didn't have a track record of fulfilling these contracts. Meaning, he would offer something and actually sell it, you know, or he would buy it. He didn't have a track record of doing that. So he looked on paper like he's basically a fucking scam artist. You know, he's saying, Hey, oh, I'm, okay. I got 200,000 there. I got 200,000 there. And then, you know, within a second, the market's coming around or coming is probably going to go against him. He'll pull it out and then you won't see him for the rest of the day, you know, or, oh, or he, he sneaks in on another account because the market, he affects, you know, you can use multiple different accounts too, mind you. 
So he could come right. in and flash something through one account, okay, affect the market, cause a you know the the market to move in a certain way, and then come in over the uh, over a different account and start creating revenue that way. Like you know the the market reacts because they see all this size, so it'll dip down because people are scared, so they're gonna pull out their bid. So he'll t- right. start ticking down the market. Then he'll come in on through another account and start buying. You know what I mean? And now that'll reverse the market, and then it'll start going up. And so, you know, it, it, this this is going to be, this is just one of many cases, I'm sure, to come here. Um, the problem yeah. isn't being able to investigate all of this. It's a lot of paper to, to, to chase around. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's not going to go away, you know. Yeah, and the investigators, uh, I, I don't know if if they're that's if they really have gotten their their the, their full investigatory arm around uh, some of this uh, high frequency algorithmic trading shit going on. Um, I mean, I know there's some savvy guys in, in uh, what what is that? What is it? The SEC? Is that what that was? Is that what FTCE or whatever that shit? Yeah, the SEC. They they control certain trades and, and how things are structured, and they're kind of like yeah, the NCAA. You know what I mean? There's if there's a problem, they're coming down on you. You know, there's the the thing that CFTC isn't, isn't it? it? CFTC as well. Right. Uh, absolutely. It just depends on what. Okay. I think it also depends on what markets you're in or what where they're oh, housed. Yeah. Um. But I, I, the SEC has a big deal uh, to do with that. Um, the Dodd, this Dodd Frank financial reform that they passed in 2010, is caused a major stir in how. It, basically, before this, it was the wild, wild west, man. You could do crazy <laughs> shit, um, and I don't care if you were on the floor or off the floor. It was an open game, and banks wow. were. Where there was, I mean, it, it. This has caused a little bit of an issue with volatility. I'll tell you that, and 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 I don't think you're you have as much action, especially with banks. You know, they're they're basically uh, being watched on how they use access monies to invest. They're not allowed to hold as much of a position of any certain market. I mean, there's a ton of of different situations now that you were able to do prior to 2010 and now it's it's not as open it's not free game you can't go there and you know you can only own a certain percentage of any marketplace now that's the law I mean, even if you have a trillion dollars you can only buy so much and then you're that's it so it's 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 kind of I, it's good and bad how about that you know you're coming from a guy who likes action and and I love the action prior to 2010 um, sure. so for, for me, I enjoyed it, but like I said, you know, there's so many different crazy things going on now with investing, whether it's, you know, terrorist acts, all kinds of crazy shit, you know I mean? People yeah, laundering was... money. I mean, there's a lot of shit that goes into the financial markets. I mean, it's the front line of hell on earth, really. <laughs> yeah. And it was something that I, that I discovered when I was uh, exposed to it uh, a few years ago and I was, I was completely intrigued uh and uh still am for that matter and that's why i discuss the markets a lot and you know i still i still fuck around with a couple uh people that i met over there uh but i'm not uh yeah uh so yeah it it was uh that that's interesting and and it would be interesting to see how many more people uh wind up in that that uh this situation uh and yeah and and it's good to see that uh it's good to see that these these um, 
these uh, checks and balances are, are being uh, spotted. Uh, and from what I understand, they, they the uh, the SEC has some very uh, advanced uh, software. You know, I know that uh, their personnel, uh, they're not 100% uh, sourced in understanding uh, high-frequency algorithmic trading, but uh, I do know that uh, the people that they do have are quite talented, and uh, I've met a few of them uh, on Twitter. But uh, The penalties are really stiff, too. I mean, we might want to just say that out loud. I mean, holy shit, you know, each count of commodities fraud carries a maximum sentence of 25 years of prison and a $250,000 fine. Each count of spoofing, which is what we're referring to, um, holds a maximum sentence of 10 years. So, I mean, this bitch has been doing this for, what, three, four years? I mean, God yeah, yeah. knows what they're going to throw at this guy. I mean, he, he might not get out of jail. I mean, it, it, yeah, it yeah. might be the end of the world for him. So, obviously, they're not playing games uh, with this shit at all. They're, they're, they, they're, taking this, they're taking this stuff seriously. So, uh, be yeah, aware of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good to see. It good, it's good to see uh, those checks and balances coming in. And, and Ice, man, dude, you're like a whiz at that shit. So, uh, yeah. Um, earlier this week, uh, there was a web host, 000webhost.com. Uh, again, here's another. Another here's guy? Another br- and the, no, uh, you all, yeah, it's kind of a guy. Uh, you know, the guy. <laughs> The uh, CEO got uh, got a little personal with it last week, and uh, he said, "Hey, this will not happen again. Trust me." Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, that didn't work out too well for overall for the company. It seems that 13 million passwords were compromised, uh, and this is from a web host. Uh, the web host seemed to be have been using an older version of PHP. Uh, and so, therefore, uh, attackers were able to gain entry through that uh, portion of the uh, company. And uh, the company uh, recently, uh, uh, you know, uh, confirmed that their passwords uh, matched uh, recent accounts that were uh, leaked to the Internet. Uh, you know, it, it seemed also that the... Um, the owner of zero 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 web host, uh, they they really weren't uh, they really weren't taking the web you know the whole issue seriously. Uh, it seemed that um, the CEO at first uh, denied it, and and then uh, you know I, I guess it I guess it took a little while for it to sink in over there at zero 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 web host. Uh, in corporate HQ, so it was uh, it was interesting to see uh, that uh, you know I guess it just it, it I, I guess it uh, it was interesting to see that uh, it was at a web hosting company uh, you know it's at a web hosting company you again here's here's here is a web hosting company that is uh, they've got unencrypted passwords uh, stored on their servers and and, and um, Worse still, the data breach happened around five months ago, uh, according to uh, security, reacher, security researcher Troy Hunter. Uh, and he first reported the blog hosting, uh, the, 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 uh, the breach uh, in a blog posting, rather. Uh, and uh, it, you know, again, that it, it's, it's bad. You know, the data uh, includes customer names, emails, uh, and plain text passwords. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, 
these kind of breaches, you know, they uh, they enable cyber criminals uh, to, uh, you know, test usernames and passwords uh, against other uh, websites and accounts. And that's how, uh, it, you know, mo sometimes your account gets compromised is because you're using the same username and uh, password. Um, so it was unfortunate. You know, this is a web hosting company. I, I even played around with it, you know, uh, four or five years ago. Uh, and, it, it, you know, if it, it was like a, you can ho like you can host a free website. If you're developing a, a website, you can host it there. And if you like it, they'll convert you over to a paid system. And so it's kind of bizarre that uh, they kept all of, you know, th that information in the clear without being encrypted. Uh, rather bizarre. Uh, but again, uh, if you're not doing if you're not doing everything you can to protect your customer data, what are you doing? Um, and again, so you know it, it can happen anywhere, uh, and it's and it's up to you to. Um, it, it's really up to you to, you know, take take a proactive approach and see what you can do to, uh, you know, kind of be better at what you're doing. Well, here's the interesting uh, thing to add to the add to the equation here. Um, sure. I think more than 50% of the people on the World Wide Web, if you will, um, use the same user name and passwords for most of their sites. So yeah, there's a there's a stat for you. I mean, and the, and this stat should be brought up to all these uh, different companies that sit there and 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 host sites and have all these people's information. And and they don't do a great job of doing that. Think about that, fifty-five percent. And and again, the people, you know, you got to look out for yourself too. So try to maybe make up more than one password for yourself. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. To to help that situation. So you can only blame yourself sometimes at the end of the day. But these companies need to get their shit together too. But again, like yeah. I said, that's fifty-five percent of the people that you know. Are getting other things hacked at that point. Once they're once one password or username's known, it's 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 over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, you know you have to you have to understand that there there's uh, if you're in charge of this data, you you've got to make sure that you're protecting this stuff. I mean, there's you know you could sit here and say that someone is bad or good. You know, uh, something that I learned along my uh, you know. 43 years of existence is that, that uh, there's nothing bad there's nothing good because what you what you deem bad is someone else's good so it's just the way other people see things and if you know if you're if you're if you're just looking at things one-dimensional like you know um from one angle then someone else is looking at it from another angle and so if you're if you can see and say to that other person in what they understand and what they interpret, say, hey, you know, I'm here, I'm doing what I can, that, you know, they may actually offer you some advice and say, hey, you know, check this out. Uh, are you really doing everything you can? And, you know, this is how you can fix it. So there are a lot of, there are, there are a lot of uh, hackers out there that really uh, do care about things and, and are afraid to come forward because they don't know how people are going to react. At least that's what I saw uh, growing up and, and, and still to this day, I see things that are out of order. And, uh, you know, I sometimes ask people close to me, I'm like, you know, should I tell these people, you know, and I'm always met with an emphatic, Hey, no, you shouldn't. Because, you know, if you tell these people, uh, 
they're going to be scared and uh, what are their action reactions going to be? And let me, let me give you the, an example of that uh, several weeks ago. And I think I even spoke about it on the show. I, I had to write a security paper uh, and I wrote that paper for one of my vice presidents. And uh, I presented that to uh, one of my vice presidents for uh, commentary and, and thought analysis. And when he, when we spoke about it, you know, he got very scared. Uh, and so don't, you know, you can, you can, if it depends on what side of the fence you are on, you are on and how you look at things in life and these, these problems and situations. And when I mention that, I'm, I, I mean, uh, you know, technology and that shit, uh, as well. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, life is a little funny stream and bowl of cherries, I guess, but, uh, that's how it goes. And if you look at things from, if you look at things from other people's perspective, maybe you will see something that you uh, might have not seen before. So, oh man, what a rant. Uh, you know, listen, folks, we're running out of time uh, and we've got uh, a few minutes left. And I, I you know, I, I don't know how in the hell we're going to get people to call in when we, uh, when we are only given an hour. Oh, you know, okay, we're just so. warming up. Oh, hey, you know what? We're just warming up too. You and I. Once we start, I mean, you see how it's getting worse, and we're progressively getting worse and worse as the show's going on. <laughs> we gotta add. We're gonna have to add more time to the shot clock, buddy. I uh, I guess, man. I guess. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it's it's certainly. Uh, you know, I, I can't express enough. Enough. I have. It's it's really great to have you here uh, on the show with me, man. It's really. Uh, it's you know it's good just uh having someone here to uh get through this with and thank you um and thank you again to everybody and and what they have to say and and uh supporting us online and offline and in the middle of the line we really appreciate what your thoughts comments and what you have to say and please feel free to reach out to us uh we're on twitter.com forward slash gummo xxx g-u-m-m-o xxx uh, our website is hackers.xxx. Uh, it's, I'm not going to spell that. And you could try emailing me. It's gummo at hackers.xxx. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out. Uh, you may get an autoresponder or a failure notice. Uh, so, you know, I'd like to hear from you and see what you have to say. Uh, you know, one la one final thing, uh, kids, is we have a uh, pen test hack fest coming up. Uh, November the 16th, 19th, 22nd. Uh, that's going to be where in the fuck that's, that's going to be in Washington, DC. So it's probably going to be held or you may be sitting next to somebody, uh, very special. So, uh, it's, it's some sort of hack test, uh, conference put on by the Sands Institute, I suppose. Uh, let's see, uh, Sands Pen Test Hack Fest training event and summit is coming back to Washington, D.C., bigger and better than, uh, ever. Uh, the Hack Fest is a ideal way to learn offensive techniques so you can better defend your environment. Uh, whether you are a penetration tester, a forensic specialist, or a defender, the techniques covered at the Hack Fest represent the latest and most powerful attacks every organization needs to thwart. Uh, that's, uh, if that fucking matters, go to it, run. It's in Washington, D.C. Uh, there's training courses available also November the 18th on the, the 23rd, it says. Uh, I don't know, man. I've never been to any, you know, I went to, 
I went to one of those things uh, recently. Uh, it was in Atlanta. I had a, it was kind of lame. Uh, I like the I like the title penetration investigator. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it, my brother. <laughs> I, guess, even... I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'd hate to have that on my business card. Um, but yeah, that's coming up. It seems, and yeah, right. Like, what do you, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And again, it depends on how you look at it. You know, if you're sitting in some, uh, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't even want to go down that road. Well, but, yeah, we'll uh, leave it at it, that. We'll leave it. Hey, we'll leave yeah. it at penetration investigator. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it. At yeah, hell of a well, title. Think of a new title. Uh, you know, I believe one of the titles that uh, uh, the Google gave its uh, security person is uh, Chief Security Princess, and I thought that was cute. But uh, you know, I like cute titles like that. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, she she's quite a, a talented young lady, and I, I wish her all the best uh, in her future endeavors. Uh, personally, I wouldn't work for Google and protect their shit, but uh, you know, money talks, right? And bullshit runs the marathon, and so when you need a paycheck, you'll you'll uh, you, you do what you got to do. And so uh, that's that. Uh, and listen, we made it to show fourteen. As you can tell, I've I've been taking. I have been taking, and I, I don't know, uh, how do I approach this? I've been taking some, I've been hanging out with a, um, uh, a professional DJ uh, who uh, is has been giving me uh, some lessons in uh, how to uh, speak and, and do, be a, a presenter, so he says. And so uh, I've been taking some lessons from him, and uh, I just wanted to uh, give a special nod out uh, to Jack, man, dude, you're awesome. He's at the Chicago underground. He's one of the uh, DJs there. Uh, there's, you know, the, the, it's that time of year again, that, uh, the season's changing. Uh, and, and, you know, at least up here in Chicago, the, all of the leaves have fallen off of the, uh, trees now. Uh, it's, it's, uh, decidedly chilly outside in the thirties. And so it's, it's that time of year I actually look forward to besides spring. I, I like, I like the, uh, I like the, the whole time thing, change thing because you get more darkness and more night. And, uh, I kind of dig that kind of thing. A lot of people have this thing with seasonal affliction disorder and I used to go through that, but now I, I, I that it doesn't bother me, I guess, uh. I don't know. I, I guess I've been getting my vitamin D, uh, but uh, it's 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 certainly been fun bringing everybody the show. And uh, you know, I've got ice uh, here with me now, uh, which is great. And uh, I, as I said uh, in previous uh, episodes, we have a great uh, technical crew behind the scenes here as well. Uh, and, uh, again, you know, we, we do invite what you have to say and would love to hear from you. Reach out to us. I'm not going to say it again. You can rewind the, the, uh, MP3 player and check it out and, and on how to get in touch with us. Uh, ice, I'm going to close it up, man. Well, what else? Okay. Do you got? It, That's it, man. Uh, I think that, I think that wraps it up. I, uh, I'd say, uh, if you like James Bond, Go see the new James Bond flick. It's a little, it's a little uh, calm and relaxing. Not as much action as the other James Bonds, but it's it's kind of a chill movie. So if you if you got a couple hours to kill on a Sunday afternoon, go check it out. Cool and and yeah, check out dude. I, I want to check that out too. I'm a 
I'm a James Bond kind of fan, but uh, you know, I was. I like this guy. You know, I like the guy that they got. They got playing the James Bond role here. I think they were gonna. I, you know, usually they sign him for three flicks and then they kind of switch it up. I mean, that's been the case in recent years. But I think he's. They signed him on yeah. for another few more, so I think we'll see him uh, and, a little. Yeah, and I dig James Bond. Maybe I'll go check it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's going to that's going to do it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, folks, and everybody in between. We really appreciate having you on the show. Uh, again, uh, we're going to let Crash take out the lead out here, and uh, we wanted to say thank you to everybody involved. Everybody, I love you. Uh, you know who you are. Thank you for all of your hard work and support. Uh, this is Gummo and Ice, and we are out of here. Uh, we will see you next week, hopefully, on show number 15. This is Transmit, and we are gone. Thank you.